This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Good and Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much, ever so much, for joining us this morning and making this continually a part of your morning routines. Uh, thank you so much, as always, as well, for dropping a press on that like button. If you could do it seven times in honour of Manchester United, that would be great. Um, but thank you so much as always. Uh, Blackshine, good morning to you in the chat box. CT, Cole, Bram, Percy, Gary, James, Matt, Olu, Conde, Peter, uh, Morgan in there as well. It says, uh, morning, gentle folk. It's my birthday. I just can't beat the likes of Matt G to be first, but I reckon I'm the oldest of the early YouTubers uh, on here. Uh, a minor triumph, but importantly to me, Oh, I'm 37. Uh, it's 37. I bet you wish you were 37, Morgie. I'm 76, by the way. Thank you, Morgie. Uh, and first of all, massive, massive congratulations on your birthday. And I hope you have a fantastic day. And I hope you enjoy yourself and stay relaxed and chill. Arsenal have been able to keep you pretty chill, to be fair, this season. Oh, have they? I mean, the last-minute winners have left us a bit on edge. But congratulations, Morgie. And I hope you have a fantastic uh, time with whoever you indeed spend your day with. Uh, Bakary Lasagna, good morning to you, to Rich, to Vala, to Temi. Uh, good morning, guys. Hope you're doing good and well. And everybody else joining us, not just live, but of course, if you're listening on Catch Up on audio platforms and on the video YouTube as well. Without further ado, though, let's kick on with today's stories. Uh, Arsenal, unfortunately, lost in the uh, PL Cup. Uh, Matt Smith and co losing 1-0 to a Brentford side, uh, a very disappointing result. They'd progressed through to this part of the competition, but uh, Brentford coming out with the victory here. Hopefully, Mehmet Ali's side can respond in the PL2 table because, of course, Arsenal need to respond quite quickly uh, as they stop themselves, or try at least, to stop themselves from sliding slightly further down the table. Now, Arsenal cleaned up at the Football London... Well, the London Football. I wish there was Football London Awards. That'd be great. Uh, the London Football Awards. Uh, Mikel Arteta winning Manager of the Year. Bakaya Saka winning Young Player of the Year. Martin Odegaard winning Player of the Year. And Aaron Ramsdale 
winning goalkeeper of the year. Brilliant achievements. Uh, you can go and watch the uh, speeches and the reactions all over on Sky Sports. I think Football Daily would have posted the clips of all of the people winning their uh, awards last night. But I loved hearing from Aaron Ramsdale in particular, who started talking about the fact that he wanted to stay at Arsenal until he was basically uh, a legend uh, at the club, which I thought was fantastic to start hearing. He said he wants to stay at the club for like 10, 12, 14 or so years. He says, Arsenal, where I can see myself 10, 12, 15 years, that's the aim, to stay at the top uh, for that amount of time. Hopefully, I'll never have to leave and become a real sort of hero and legend at this club. Um, clearly, high ambitions. And that's great. You know, you want your goalkeeper to be looking at that. And he knows that to be a, a legend and to be at the top for a significant period of time, he is going to have to play at the top of his game for that period of time, continuing to be important in our side with his saves, with his distribution. He is absolutely going to have to be that. So fingers crossed uh, Ramsdale can achieve his dream because if he does, it means that he would have been as successful as we could have hoped he could be for that extended period at the club as well. But really good to hear from Ramsdale. And as I said, if you want to hear from Odegaard, Saka and Arteta, you can do by going back onto the Football Daily Twitter feed and having a look at what they had to say in their video clips. Edu, however, was speaking to media ahead of the awards. And then when asked about Arsenal's progress this season, he says, when we first started, we were talking a lot about our process and people were making jokes sometimes about our process. I think we were quite clear about all the steps that we went through. We knew we were going to go through some challenging periods because we had to make some important decisions, sometimes unpopular decisions, which is going to cause some instability. Importantly, we internally was quite together in terms of understanding the process and then where we are where we are. I know there's lots to do. I think we are in the middle of it in terms of the process, of course, and there's still a lot of things to do and carry on doing, but also we are very happy and proud to see where we are at the moment as a club. He was asked about his recruitment in January and in particular kind of the signing of Leandro Trossard. There's more to this interview, which you can, of course, listen to as well on Sky Sports. Um, but he says, as I always said, we have a lot of people working to help us, to help me and Mikel to make the right decisions. When we go to the summer, when you go to the winter, we are really prepared to make those kinds of decisions. So we're really happy with him in terms of Trossard, with the players. We are really happy with the squad, the staff, of course, with the club at the moment. So let's enjoy it, but let's keep the feet on the floor because there's still a lot to go in the league and we want to finish in the best way possible. I think we all know that, of course, um, in terms of... Have I autocorrected... Uh, Aaron Ramsdale. No, I haven't. It's all good. In the chat box. You're all messing up your spellings in the chat box. Um, <laughs> someone's also corrected Ramsdale to Ramadan. Very, very different things. Um, but yes, Edu talking very positively um, in, in terms of what he thinks of Arsenal and in terms of the process and the project and the transfer record of the club. Trossard has been, I think, as we can tell already, one of the better January signings that we've made, uh, not only under Edu, but as a club. Our record in the January window has not been necessarily fantastic has it um, but I think what Edu has done despite continually getting under so much pressure and people still don't necessarily rate the guy I find this mad personally considering he's helped build a side that sit currently top of the Premier League table with a chance of winning it yes we need to be better at selling but even then he's got some decent sales through the door Emi Martinez for around 20 million uh, Joe Willock for around 25 million I think we've got you know, there is a good record there to improve upon. But yes, we could always do better in that aspect too because we've let players go for too little in the past also. But overall, I think he's done a fantastic job in combination with the people at the club and those around him that have led us to really kind of get us where we are 
right now, which is, of course, challenging for a Premier League title, which is, if we're honest, way more than we ever expected uh, by this time in the process. Moving forwards, and Gabriel Jesus' return has been uh, videoed, recorded, documented, and will be shown in a Arsenal documentary called Come Back Stronger. Uh, the release date of this is not yet known. Arsenal posted the trailer for the documentary yesterday to mixed responses. A lot of people are like myself, are very happy to see this and really excited to see the process behind him coming back from injury. Some, though, feel as though this might be a little bit too early uh, and he's not necessarily done all that much since coming back. He's only come on the field for 20 minutes. I, for one, am very excited to see this. I like the idea of seeing more things behind the scenes. I think Arsenal have warmed the idea of being more open about things that happen behind the scenes after the All or Nothing documentary. They also did the uh, the HLN documentary, if you remember, that was also very good. So, yes, I think this is a good thing, and I look forward to watching it, and I can't wait to see all of the journeys behind things as well. Now, according to Sam Dean of The Telegraph, Arsenal are indeed at risk of losing Ethan Nwanyeri, the youngest player to ever play in the Premier League at 15 years of age, still playing at Arsenal currently, but with his contract situation not yet improving and interest from a number of clubs, including Chelsea, there is a growing risk that we may have to wave goodbye to Ethan Nwanyeri. If that happens, it happens. You don't keep all of the youngsters. In fact, it's very, very rare that many uh, youngsters in the same group do make it to the senior level. Arsenal have been very, very blessed to see both Smith-Rowe and Saka make it through their generation, with Nelson and Ketia, the generation before them, still at the club as well. And decisions will be made on their futures, you'd imagine, in the summer. We have produced some fantastic talents and you are never, you are never, ever, ever going to be able to keep all of them. It's just there's not enough space. There's not enough room. I hope that Nwanyeri stays. I hope that he's very successful at Arsenal. But if he doesn't, we will move on and there will be plenty more exciting talent to come through the doors and to make it into the first team, I'm sure, in the future. Certainly someone like Miles Lewis Skelly, though, who has indeed, it's understood, have signed a two-year extension to his contract will be at the club, and he's very highly rated. We've also got players like Mario Koja Dupri, as we all well know enough as well, and plenty out on loan, which are also exciting. Charlie Patino, Flo Balogun, of course, as well, of Hale End. We hope will certainly produce some fantastic performances for us in the future. Uh, now, I spoke to Leandro Trossard after the game on Sunday, uh, releasing the interview yesterday, lunchtime, and I thought I'd clip it up and show it to you. Um, well, I, you can hear it. You can't see it because I didn't video it, but I certainly did record it. So I thought I'd play you the clip of me asking the question to Trossard so you can hear it back. So sit back, relax, and listen to not my dulcet tones, but that of our Belgian brilliant wide man. Started at centre forwards in the game, but you popped up on the left wing and on the right wing. You've transitioned into this Arsenal team so seamlessly. How have you found that process? Um, to be honest, they have made it easy for me. Uh, such a good uh, group. Um, they let me feel welcome from the first day. Um, it felt directly like home, and then it's so much easier for a new player to to adapt to a new team. And it's also the manager helped me a lot, and yeah, it's, it went smooth for me. And, uh, a tactical player and they're all so, so good on the ball as well so it's easier to to adapt and yeah, I'm feeling great now. So there you go uh, a conversation brief one uh, indeed with Leandro Trossard a lot of people wanted to speak to the Belgian in the mix zone of course but be able, it was good to be able to get a question to our three-time assister and record breaker no one's ever been able to record three assists in the first half of a Premier League game but he managed it and I think we know that he is going to be very 
very um, excited. Uh, and we are very excited to see what he might do between now and the end of the season with us. So keep our fingers crossed that he can be and continue to be as good as he has been as Arsenal try and push themselves towards a title. Now, our last story of the day. Uh, get your salt shakers at the ready, people. Gazzetta della Sports, Italian newspaper, have claimed that Arsenal are supposedly ready to take steps to sign Sergei Milinkovic-Savic in the summer, a player that Arsenal have been linked to virulently uh, over the last few years, as we know. Uh, Lazio reportedly want a figure in the region of €50 million. Euros. However, according to the Italian paper, the players' agents are going to be looking to try and get Arsenal a deal for around 35 to 40 million euros. I will still continue to be surprised if this deal happens. Obviously, I would like to see Sergei Milinkovic-Savic join Arsenal. It would be another acquisition of experience and quality to the midfield who can play as a 10, can play as an 8, can even play as a 6 if you ever needed him to, uh, to some extent. So an asset to the side, depth to the squad, but I just don't see it necessarily happening with Arsenal's priority in midfield being Declan Rice. I could be surprised. We'll have to wait and see. But seeing finally Sergei Milinkovic-Savic leave Lazio um, would be a very interesting move indeed. Right, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you to everybody as well that has already got yourselves some of our TGT non-profit merch. I can tell you that we have raised already in just a few days over £400 uh, for charity, uh, both Cancer Macmillan Supports and the Arsenal Foundation will be receiving uh, 50-50 splits of that uh, figure, which is fantastic. So thank you so much. I uh, received a photo yesterday of a, pl- a massive pile of... Uh, uh, of packages that are ready to be sent out so uh some of you indeed will be i'm sure well, all of you of course that have bought them will be receiving them very soon but those that ordered on the first day of course thank you so much um but everyone else afterwards and that still are continuing to bring uh bring in the money for the charities that we are supporting thank you so much to continue doing so for those that are wanting to still be able to get their hands on one or both of our home and away caps what you can do is you go to the link in the description or the store page on our on the youtube homepage of the channel and you can find the links to get your caps there okay uh let's go there you go martin says my cap is out for delivery already i will post my critique asap (laughs) it's gonna do a whole video critiquing the tgt cap lovely stuff do let us know hopefully they arrive safe and sound um let's go to matt says tom do you know which arsenal players are away on international duty uh so far the only one i've seen get called up is um 
is Thomas Partey. We've not really had too much news around who else is going. I don't think the England squad has come out as of yet, which is quite strange. It's getting quite close to the international break, and yet we still don't know. As soon as we know more, Matt G., we will cover it. Don't you worry. Uh, Yomi says, Tom, if we win the league this season, can we all agree that Rob Holding is a club legend? <laughs> I'm not sure I would subscribe personally to that viewpoint, but certainly one of uh, the most committed club servants that we've had. Uh, and of course, he's produced some you know, cup final performances in the FA Cup that were excellent. But to see him win uh, a Premier League winner's medal would also be fantastic. I'm sorry that he didn't cost a hundred million uh, and only cost, I think, what was it, one point five, something silly. Uh, but it's certainly been a fantastic uh, addition, and I think has I say fantastic addition because I think that for the money that we paid, he's put in some top top performances during his career. Sure, he's not your uh, Gabriel Jesus's, he's not your Zinchenko's or your Partey's, but I do think that Holding has produced certainly well and well above what we invested in him as a player. Um, yeah, Jason says, with Chelsea releasing up to 12 players in the summer, is there anyone that you would take at Arsenal? Uh, I mean, Mason Mount is an interesting figure, and I know a lot of people are looking at Liverpool mainly to go after him, but I think he'd be a great option. I left eight. Uh, I think he'd be a great player to bring in, but there is a lot of competition already for Mason Mount. Smith-Rowe's future, you'd think, if you bring in Mason Mount, what happens to him? Uh, but he's a player that I have always liked and not particularly liked seeing in a Chelsea shirt. So, uh, one to keep an eye on to see what happens with him in the future. Um, James says, tough question. What, if any, would you sell uh, in terms of Arsenal players this summer? Well, of course, there are a number of players that Arsenal have on loan away from the club at the moment. Nicholas Pepe, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, uh, Sabi Conga, I would consider moving on as well. Pablo Marie, we expect to probably be sold anyway by default because if Monza stay up in Serie A, which they are mid-table at the moment, he'd automatically go. Austin Trusty, I think we can get a, a profit from. Uh, Birmingham is said to be interested actually in keeping hold of him, but it will cost them more, I think, than the three and a half million pounds that Arsenal paid for the American international. Cedric, of course, can probably move on on a permanent deal in the summer. Alex Runison, you hope, will move on in the summer as well. And Nuno Tavares, potentially getting Arsenal a decent figure too. One of, following Balogun already, and Ketia could move on in the summer. Personally, I haven't decided yet what I want to see happen with those two, but they are certainly ones that Arsenal will need to consider moving on. Uh, and throughout the rest of the team... I'm not so sure. I mean, Kieran Tierney, of course, could end up moving on from Arsenal. If we get a very good offer, I would be tempted to allow the player to leave, but we'll have to wait and see. Rob Holding, as well, as we've already mentioned, he might be off in the summer too. I think Arsenal have scoped to make a decent amount of money in terms of player sales this summer. We'll have to wait and see. Nicolas Pepe being a very interesting one also. Um, <laughs> a lot of people feel as though Holding is indeed a club legend, and that's fine. You know, I think legendary status is completely subjective. No one can tell you um, you're wrong in terms of a legend. It's just what you think. I personally don't think that Holding would be a club legend. Uh, I don't hold him in that high of a regard. I hold him in high regard, but not on legendary status. But some people might think that he is, and that's fine. I'm not going to have an argument or talk down about people who think that that's the case. Um, I think that that's fine, and it's absolutely um, it's, it's absolutely there. Uh, Charlie says, how do you unblock somebody on chat? I must have accidentally blocked Matt G by accident. How could you accidentally block Matt G? The legendary part of our chat box jumping in there first. I don't know if you can. Um, maybe go into YouTube settings and see your hidden users. I know I've got about a 1,000 on this channel, so... Uh, 
<laughs> just that's the only way I can think, Charlie, to to be able to unview uh, people. <laughs> Sorry, though. I'm sure he doesn't mean it, Matt G, I swear. Um, Maya says, do you think Man City would focus more on winning the Champions League as they haven't won that yet? And would it help us towards the title if they got knocked out? I'm a little concerned. Um, I think, obviously, I want to see them progress as far as they can feasibly go without winning the Champions League. Getting to the final and losing it again would be hilarious because it keeps that focus for them on the Champions League in the future. And that continuing to be the elephant in the room, if you like, for City is, is not having won the Champions League as of yet. So I think I'd would rather see them win, um, I'd rather get to the final. Uh, but I do think they will focus on that because that continues to be their priority. If they get knocked out, say by Leipzig this week, that's a big, big hit, I think, for Arsenal. I think that is a big, big hit because you expect Arsenal continuing in the Europa League, but then being out of the Champions League, who knows? But there's also the argument that it's a psychological blow to them if they lose out on the Champions League. It's the main focus for them. And if they miss out on that, it could be a really damaging mental aspect for them. And that could hamper their form in the league. So who knows? We'd have to wait and see. Um, Let's go to... Uh, HMM Spike says, Hey Tom, outside of the Champions League revenue, what do you think the club should do to increase revenue in order to catch up with their other clubs? Well, of course, outside of the Champions League revenue, finishing as high up the league as possible gives you more. Selling players better is the obvious one. Um, we need to make sure that we are selling players at a higher price, at a more reflective price, their actual value, and be a little bit more ruthless with how we sell players. So yes, I would say that. Um, you'd always look to, to revenue commercially, you know, sponsorship deals with certain um, brands and things. There is always going to be question marks around certain brands. And we've obviously seen that with some uh, of our current sponsors, but uh, that's also commercially going to be really important too. But uh, uh, our work in America uh, and when we go to America on preseason tours and things like that, then perhaps that also will help with the money raised too. But there's lots of ways in which you can improve revenue. But I think the main one is how we sell players. Right, let's go to um, Peter says, Hi, Tom. Uh, why don't we match our rivals' offers for youngsters? Surely seeing Nwanyeri or Amari Hutchinson sold for 70 to uh, 60, 70 million would be a blow. Um, it's interesting because Amari Hutchinson obviously moved to Chelsea and there was apparently greater guarantee of minutes, which hasn't necessarily happened. He has made his Premier League debut now, um, but he moved to Chelsea, I think, because he just felt there wasn't necessarily the pathway at Arsenal, which is a, a bit ironic considering there really was a pathway this season um, with the amount of injuries we'd had in those wide areas and where Nelson's got the chance. It could have been Hutchinson, especially when Nelson was injured. Uh, in terms of Nuanieri, it, it will be the same thing. It won't necessarily, I don't think, be to do with money as much. I think it's more to do with the pathway. And if they don't believe that there's a pathway for them at Arsenal and another club convinces them that the pathway will be made more available to them there, that's what they care about the most. Young players care about getting their chances at the senior level. Now, Arsenal, as we know, will certainly be trying to convince them to stay, convincing them that they have a future at the club, and will certainly try to outline a pathway that includes senior loan moves away from the club to get them the opportunities that they need to play at the senior level. So it's difficult. Uh, it's not as easy as going, oh, they're paying you this, we'll pay you this. Plus, you also have to be careful about how you start paying youngsters certain amounts of money because as soon as you start paying over the odds for some of your youngsters, it becomes even more tricky to keep other youngsters that come through at the club on reasonable amounts of money. The understanding is following Balogun's around £40,000 per week. He's never been a first-team regular yet, and he's earning more than 
some of the players in the first team, rather surprisingly so. So I think that that's something that we need to be thinking about and not making sure that we don't have that snowball effect of it happening over and over again. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, let's go to Maximius. He says, hey, Tom, what's your opinion on the international break at this time? On one hand, we're building momentum and that can help us win some important matches. But on the other hand, uh, players like Saka already look tired. I don't necessarily buy too much into the tired Saka debate. I actually think Saka is one of the best players that we have on managing his uh, readiness within games. I think that he sort of coasts through some periods of games to try and recover his fitness as best he can. And that can sometimes be misconstrued as him looking more tired. He needs to maintain his fitness as much as he can because he's an explosive player. And those moments of acceleration, he needs to save up and store up energy to be able to use those times at maximum output. So I think that the international break will, of course, still be beneficial for some players. But Saka's probably going to go and play for England, play fairly regularly for England. I think for the likes of our Brazilian contingent, Martinelli, Gabriel and Jesus, that's going to be really big for them because they've none of them have been called up to the international team. Um, but players like Saliba, Zinchenko, Partey, Odegaard uh, are all going to be going to their, their respective international sides and playing relatively regularly, you'd think. So let's wait and see what happens. Um, but uh, it's going to be beneficial for some and probably not necessarily the same for others and there's always the worry of injury and we keep our fingers crossed always throughout the injured the international period that they don't get injured um because that would be a massive massive blow um Mohammed says hey tom everyone says that liverpool's match away from home is the toughest i agree but also newcastle's it is very very difficult and they're a tough team to beat especially at st james's park so besides the city game uh, these matches are our toughest yeah i don't think anyone's going to disagree with that too much Mohammed. i think liverpool of course is our next challenge on the horizon city is our biggest one obviously but uh i'd say newcastle is a close third uh the away trip there our record at newcastle has been decent up until last season uh when we played really really poorly but their record at home looking at it so far um this season their most recent results is they beat wolves at home uh they lost to liverpool after getting a man sent off they drew with relegation threat in West Ham. They beat uh, Southampton in the second leg of the EFL Cup 2-1, despite having a man sent off. Um, they beat Leicester City there in the quarterfinals of the EFL Cup as well. They beat Fulham just 1-0 uh, by one goal to nil. Um, they drew with Leeds United at home this season. They beat Bournemouth 1-0 there as well. And uh, going back to before the World Cup, they, of course, did beat Chelsea, uh, beating Aston Villa rather comfortably, Everton uh, and Brentford as well. So they've had a very decent season at home, but they aren't perfect. And I think certainly in these more recent games and recent weeks, they have started to falter somewhat. I also think the pressure is going to be far more on them than us this time around. If you think back to last season, there was no pressure on Newcastle and they could just play without fear because they their season was kind of done this time around they desperately need the points the pressure is on them to try and get european qualification and they're going to need those points so let's see daniel roberts says unpopular opinion but i'd sell tommy asu i personally wouldn't i don't think you're going to get good fee for him and i think he's too good to let go in too many positions and i think that if you sell him you are going to end up investing more money without guarantee that the players that you bring in are going to give you what he gives you in the multiple positions that he can indeed cover. Uh, let's go to... 
Am I looking forward to the return of Richmond FC tomorrow? I am, but I can't watch it until the missus returns. Uh, she's away this week uh, at uni uh, doing, well, I say at uni. I guess it is uni. It's kind of a training course for her job. Um, but uh, she's away, so I can't watch it until she's back on Friday. So hopefully uh, that that comes swiftly and I don't see any spoilers. Uh, but there's one episode a week, a week this time, I think, rather than them releasing the whole series. So... Uh, I, I don't mind that. I like them when they spread things out. I remember when they used to drop, I say when I remember, they still do it. I know that when they drop like all episodes of a series at once and you can watch them all at once, it's it's not the same. I like it when they spread things out. Yes, I want to know things, but I like the aspect of kind of it building up and then watching kind of breakdown videos, especially with the Marvel series that come out. If they drop them all at once, it wouldn't have the same level of anticipation for the next episode so i kind of like when they stagger episodes more it kind of engrosses you more i think into the series when it's staggered rather than when you can just binge watch the whole thing alternatively you could just wait until the last episode drops and then watch them all together i know that uh my father-in-law certainly does that with series that he wants to see uh let's go a little bit more down we'll take a couple more before we wrap things up um emmanuel says just thinking ahead if we had the choice uh who would be a better left eight between madison and McAllister? uh madison the issue with madison of course is his injury problems um that has been a real issue for for him uh, McAllister continues to i have questions about McAllister. Uh, he's done very well at, at brighton and he did decently at the world cup with argentina as well i'm just not sure if he is the player that will make that step up to the level of a club like Arsenal will succeed. Whereas Madison, I I can feel as though he does because he carries that Leicester team uh, when he's in. He's so influential. When he's not there, Leicester look less than half the side than when he's in it. So you know his importance. Whereas McAllister, I, I have more question marks around McAllister. I don't know. It's just instinctual. I think it's more instinctual than it is kind of, you know, any great levels of analysis on McAllister compared to him. Just one of those feelings. Um, but Madison... I think I'd rather see Arsenal move forward and him playing at that left eight position for Arsenal would be a great addition to the team. Um, Dennis says, hey, Tom, I love Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, but if Arsenal were truly interested in him, wouldn't we have gone in for him during January? I think a club like, uh, I think a club uh, are lazily given the financial situation in Serie A. Um, oh, a club like Lazio, I think is what you meant, uh, have given a financial situation in Serie A would take the 40 to 50. Maybe. Um, it, it makes sense, you know, theoretically, like why wouldn't you just sign him if he's available in January? I think he is on the list of midfields that Arsenal like. I think Arsenal do and have had an interest in Milinkovic-Savic, but I don't think he's necessarily at the top of their list um, in terms of who they want to sign. But we'd have to wait and see what ends up happening in the summer. Uh, Iceman says, will we see another Ben White screamer soon? I hope so. I certainly hope so. Uh, tomorrow we'll, of course, be having our preview show uh the preview show of course for the game against sporting will be tomorrow i'll be putting a message into our members chat 6 p.m tomorrow will be when we do that so make sure that you do indeed tune in for that tomorrow uh and you make sure you listen back to the arsenal lounge last night we did a show on the arsenal lounge talking all about fulham and sporting so make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't done so already as well um <laughs> gavin says i'm late please start again no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But I'll tell you what you can do is you can rewind the entire thing and listen from the beginning. Uh, Aditya says, Tom, is Reese going to be sold or do we need to extend? I mean, he can't be sold unless we sign him up to a brand new contract because his contract runs out in the summer. There are said to be negotiations going on. 
the club are said to be in discussions with him. Um, yeah, I think that for me, it is going to be... I, I, I think it's going to be tricky still for Reese Nelson to establish himself as a first-team regular, just based upon what we've seen from the first-team regulars that we have at the moment. But it seems as though a, a contract could still be agreed with the player. One to keep an eye on, and we'll keep you updated if there's any changes on that. Um, Wettel says, United till I die. By the way, good job this isn't. See, if you're going to be a rival fan coming into the chat, that's how you do it. You don't do a mark like the other day, and then we have to throw seven up signs to you. Well, I appreciate the compliment. Very much appreciated indeed. Um, and he says, uh, which Man United player do you think would fit well into the Arsenal squad? Interesting question. I mean, Manchester United's team, I think you look at someone like Lissandra Martinez. I don't particularly like his... Um, his demeanour uh, and his personality. But I think he would have played quite well in that left-back spot for us. I know he plays left centre-back at the moment, has played in DM, but I think Arsenal certainly looked at him as a player that would come in and play, where Zinchenko is playing right now and they would transition him more into an out-and-out left-back that would roam forwards. But I don't think that he's better than Zinchenko in that role and I think Arsenal have certainly got the better player in that regard. Anyone else from that Man United squad? I like Garnacho. I think he's a very exciting young talent. I think he's got a far too much stick from some Manchester United fans. He's one to keep an eye on. Um, uh, anyone else that I like in the Man United team? I mean, if Jaden Sancho is not going to succeed there and is able to move on and Arsenal could revive and see what he did at Dortmund and think they could get that out of him, I'd be interested in someone like him and seeing if you could get a better player out of Sancho than what Man United have got so far, but that's probably about it. So there you go. Um, let's go. What? Mm. Yeah, please. Uh, I mean, if someone's going to come into the chat box and put in fairly decent, even though they're a rival fan and they're going to come in and put in, you know, decent comments, fair questions, they are more than welcome to stay. I have no issue with that. It's when you get rival fans coming in and being idiots that I have a problem with. So no. Uh, we're not going to bounce him anywhere. And in fact, uh, you can take a bit of a timeout. Uh, let's round things off there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time, as always. Uh, do indeed. I've just said the funniest comment. Ali Abbas says, first, no, you, you weren't. <laughs> Half an hour into the show, you weren't first, Ali, I'm afraid. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. You could have put last, and you would have been a bit closer to what you said there. Um, but <laughs> I love that. That was great. That stopped me right in my tracks. Uh, but thank you to everybody that's tuned in and listened to today's show. Really appreciate your time. Uh, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with your notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Um, of course, I'll be back tomorrow uh, evening with the preview show and, of course, at 8am as always. And I'll be live this morning at 10am uh, doing the Arsenal way. Uh, we'll be live over there. I'm working. I've got a few ideas for articles to write today, so I'm looking forward to uh, looking at that. Anakin, thank you so much for saying the TGT merch is fire. Uh, if you want to get your hands on some TGT merch and help some fantastic causes, it is all non-profit. None of that money goes to me, uh, but you can indeed... I mean, stamp yourself with the TGT logo and help some great charitable causes at the same time. So uh, do make sure you get involved and help a local business as well that we've helped to support uh, too. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.